0: are locked on tar heels your daily podcast on the unc tar heels part of the locked on podcast network your team every day park the sound at your favorite tar heel voice welcome to locked on tar heels as always it's a great day to be a tar heel i'm your host candace cooper thank you so much for joining me today do yourself a favor make sure you download subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you can also join the fun via twitter by following at locked on heels or me personally at candace d cooper so here's what I have on tap-free day. We've got to talk Georgia Tech versus Carolina. The game was the game. You know, we survived it, but let alone, here we are, starting 0-2 in the ACC. Who would have thought? I surely didn't. But, alas, we are just trying to get by here, as it seems to be Carolina basketball this year. We also got to talk Orange Well, We got some things to preview, so let's get right into it. Happy Thursday is the last day of 2020. Hallelujah. Are you not excited? Are you not pumped? Are you not thrilled that we are finally out of this horrible year? (laughs) We are out of pandemic-esque. We know what we're getting into in 2021. There are no surprises. So the pandemic is not going away. Of course, we know that coronavirus isn't just up and leaving at midnight. However, we know what we're getting into now. There are no like, ooh, gotcha, gotcha girls. No, none of that. So we can be excited about that. That's what I at at least hope you guys are carrying into the new year. More importantly, you're excited about what is to come for Carolina Athletics. You're excited about what is to come for yourself personally. How are you growing? How are you getting better? How are you giving grace and empathy? I feel like there was not a lot of grace and empathy given to Carolina last night so many people were going in on this team when I'm just like all right take a break some people need a woo-saw. it's not that deep remember it's just a game also we're playing in a pandemic so let's just enjoy the guys for what it is if you need a reminder I'm here for you every single day of the week to let you know it's not that damn deep but, you know, alas, we'll discuss and we'll figure out what we can do to get better. All right, cool. So Carolina traveled to Atlanta to face the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, looking for its first ACC win of the year. And unfortunately, they came up short yet again. The heels fell to the Yellow Jackets, 72-67. Now, what I needed to see yesterday, okay, let's start there. Because we can't say what what we gotta figure out what we thought was gonna happen, how it started versus how it went, right? So what did I need to see from the heels yesterday? I just assumed that this was going to be Garrison Brooks' biggest game of the year. I just knew, for whatever reason, in my spirit, in my bones, he was gonna have a sensational game because that's what he did last time, right? Last year, during this time, before Carolina couldn't make a shot to save his life, couldn't make a shot before six minutes and fifty seconds into the game, he ended up with a career high. 35 points, right, and 11 rebounds. Huh, but we didn't factor in the fact that Jose Alvarado scored 25 last game and Moses Wright scored 22. So we weren't really thinking about the guys from last season who were going to who are geared and ready to have another performance because if you beat someone once you have the confidence you could do it again, no matter what you say, right? You have the leadership and ability. You have people seventy over seventy percent of your squad coming back. You feel like this is still a beatable team. Yeah, they got a little better, but I feel like the Yellow Jackets were still feeling good about themselves, and they proved that yesterday. Now, three keys to victory that I said Carolina needs to have, right? They had to have offensive consistency from RJ and Caleb. They got they got to figure out who the hell is gonna lead this offense. So that's what I said needed to happen yesterday. I said they needed to start fast. They could not put the game out of reach, and they had to dig out of a double-digit hole, which they have found themselves doing. This was the first game where Carolina start started out hot. They actually did what we said, okay? That's just – I'm going to give you a little teaser. How it started was how – I gave you a little teaser there, right? Now, there were three – I said three-point efficiency. Currently, they were at 25% from behind the arc. They had to get better. And we had Dylan Callaghan Crowley on yesterday, and he was a lead expert from Yellow Jacked Up, part of Fan FanSided. He was talking about how, listen, if Carolina can win the three game, it might be a long day for the Yellow Jackets, and they might ultimately pull off the win. He wasn't feeling good about his team. That's what's crazy. He felt like the Yellow Jackets were not going to beat the Tar Heels for whatever reason. When you never bet against your squad. That's all I'm saying. Don't ever do it, because you just never know. I always go for Carolina, the good, bad, or ugly, and he wasn't feeling like the Yellow Jackets could be. So I was just like, if you're not feeling it, I should feel more even, even more confident about the Tar Heels coming through. And yet, here we are. Now, my final score prediction for yesterday, I said it was going to be 78-74 Carolina. Ended up being 72-67 Yellow Jackets. This is why BetOnline AG has all of my money because I'm not good at this gambling and prediction thing, right? That's just not my ministry, clearly. But I'm going to get better, I swear, come New Year. Now, how it it actually went, right? Carolina had a different group of starters. We saw that RJ Davis, Andrew Playtech, newly Kerwin Walton, okay, Dayron Sharp, period, and Armando Baycott started the game. That was a little bit different. So you sat Garrison Brooks. Hmm. Interesting. 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 So we had some new starters. Caleb Love did not start the game. Very interesting. Very, very. We wanted to see something different. And it was the first change in the starting lineup this season. Okay. Now, last year, Roy had about 10 of them things, and we just wanted to see what would work. Clearly, the start was a lot better. So I... I'm going to go out on a limb. And so you might see the same starting lineup for next game because it came out hot. Now, can't we finish? That's a whole nother story, but you know, we came out hot. So, Carolina basically came out swinging. It started out great. It looked like, okay, Carolina's finally starting to get it, right? They're finally starting to figure things out. They are dominating the floor, but it was just something about capitalizing and not allowing long runs and that's unfortunately what Carolina did especially down the stretch. Yellow Jackets outscored the Tar Heels 19 to 6 down when it was second half and put the game away. Carolina just could not get back in. They were just forcing threes that just were not hitting, right? I think Bubba Parham, Bar- Parham from Yellow Jackets scored all nine of his points in the second half, going three for three from beyond the arc. And it just was ugh, frustrating because you knew we could not answer that. You know, you just knew that there was no real looks from Andrew Playtech. There was no real looks from Caleb or RJ. But thank God for Kerwin, okay? Said so, the boy got to keep that fro, that's all I'm going to say. He can't, he can't get rid of the fro unless he goes cold. But Kerwin came up strong for us. Now, Armando Baycott led the group with 14 points, Leaky Black adding 10. The Tar Heels were 43% shooting from the floor. Significantly better, right? They had eight three-pointers. I'm not going to take that away from them. They shot 40% from three, which is far better than they have done so far, you know, in the past to start the year. They are trying. They are slowly improving. But damn it, if 18 turnovers don't get it, I just don't know what will. You cannot turn the ball over 18 times and expect to win the game. This was yet another game where they got more turnovers than their opponent. Every time they do that, they don't seem to pull it off. Georgia Tech was only held to 13 turnovers, right? Carolina out-rebounded, right? They were able to... uh, hit from three a little bit better than most. They made their free throws better than Georgia Tech, and yet we're still looking at our 0 and 2 start of the season. Carolina is five and four. Who would have thought that, right? But I'll say three things that I think is the biggest issue. Three things of victory I gave you when they didn't turn out so I'm telling you three reasons why. I think Carolina doesn't acknowledge the fact or needs to get better at recruiting some shooters. Carolina has no shooters. There ain't no Leslie McDonald's of the world. There's no Reggie Bullock's. There's no PJ Harrison's. There's no Cam Johnson's of the world. There's nobody who can just straight up shoot that thing like it's butter, right? You just don't have that. And it shows, right? It shows consistently. Something has got to change there. Whether they in the gym and they got back to Chapel Hill from Atlanta and somebody just was in the gym shooting, till two o'clock in the morning. I know that story didn't drop, but it should have, right? We got to figure it out because <laughs> we can't pull up from three. I felt like RJ at the end was trying to pull from the logo. I'm like, bro, that is not your shot. What are you doing, right? You're just sitting perplexed. You know, like three, two inches closer, big dog. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just that wasn't your thing. And that's okay, but that's not your ministry. Number two, the rotation has to change, in my opinion. I think it was cool. I think the starting lineup needs to give another go, right? I think we might need to try this one more again. See how it works. I expected Dayron to come in and get like five fouls early, but he didn't. He actually played smart, so he's maturing. And considering the fact that this is gonna be the one time we see him this year, that he's gonna be a one and done for sure. I'm just happy that he's growing and hope he keeps doing the tempo. We don't need I don't I'm not trying to get five and five here i need us to w- go ahead and win another game because carolina just we can't can't these fans they can't handle it clearly number three something has got to give internally i think there needs to be internal discussion after listening to some of the post-game conversations from roy and some of the players something's got to give right someone's got to play a little bit harder for the name on the front than the back somebody's got to you know take the time and talent to grow no saying who that is i think that's all an internal conversation but something has got to f- be figured out right something has got to you know expand our thinking of like why are these guys struggling so hardcore i don't know but it's it's looking ugly it's looking uglier uglier by the day <laughs> and i'm just over here scratching my head because i don't i don't know what more you can say besides stop turning the ball over Protect the ball, capitalize off turnovers, make your free throws, and make some threes. Create some offense. There's just so many things, this oh yeah, have freaking confidence in yourself. So I really don't, I don't know what the answer is at this point because it seems like there's so many. Where do you start? How do you? What problem do you chip away at first? Because it seems to be a lot. In my opinion, I would chip away at you know, turnovers and be able to boss your, like, that's, to me, that's fundamental. Making free, th- free throws is fundamental, right? But how do you teach somebody to be a facilitator? How do you teach somebody to be a floor general? Like, how do you teach somebody to be a Kendall Marshall, Raymond Felton, right? Who else am I leaving out? Good Lord, I'm having brain. Ty Lawson's, like, how do you, do you teach that? As, as you, some things are innate, right? How do you teach a big man to have confidence and, you know, come off the bench and capitalize and make something out of nothing? How How do you teach that? right? I don't know. (sighs) That's my spiel for the day. But we'll have to just break down some what does this mean for us now statistically, because everyone's all about numbers. So let's talk about that more a little bit next. But first, I got to give you guys the one place I trust, the one place that has covered me, and that is betonline.ag. They have taken my money a little bit, a lot of it, okay? They've taken some of my money, but I trust because they always seem to get me right when I'm trying to get back on track when it comes to making my bets. So you guys got to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You know, we've got some big bowl games coming up. We know Carolina's in the Orange Bowl. More importantly, we've got the college football playoffs playing for the big national championship, sure. So if you're going to put some money in there, hey, do your thing, but make sure that you betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines and definitely get on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online your online sports books experts. Now the holidays are about giving. So I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Lee is red hot to start the season and he shares the lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcast. Now, Carolina is right doing okay when it comes to men's basketball again they might want to go visit Carmichael and figure out how to win in the acc because the girls are doing the damn thing so i'm just saying you might need some pointers from your friends on the other side so i just i want to know what it is what it ain't (sighs) because carolina basketball is struggling and you know how our fans get when we do not win and win often they start being crazy and i just I can only take but so much. All right, cool. Now, again, running you some statistics. UNC scoring leader was Armando Baycott with 14. Our leading rebounder was Garrison Brooks with 11. So he had the same rebounds as he did last year. But he didn't put up that 35 that we needed. So we can talk about that later. Cool. All right, Garrison. But just (sighs) let's sigh. Our assists, only 4 for Kerwin Walton, and four from Kayla Love. That has got to change. You've got to get better assist. You know what, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Cause you see how I'm trying to get angry? I'm starting to be like, fans, you're not gonna get angry in here. We're just gonna say what it is. There has to be better assists in order to win the game. You have to facilitate better to win the game. Period, point by A, B, plus E, equals C. Like, you know, that's just, it's, the math ain't mathing, but it's gonna have to figure it out if you want to get better <laughs> in this conference play. Carolina's loss drops UNC to 5-4 overall and 0-2 and in the ACC. This is the sixth time in school history that, a, that Carolina has been uh, with two – started the, excuse me, started the season with two losses. I had a brain fart there. Started the season with two losses in ACC play. This is the first time, though, positive. Carolina did not trail at the opening half, which is good. We saw some adjustments. This was the first change in lineup that we saw from Roy. Again, he used 10 from last year. So, all right. Now, again, I go back to, let's talk about our seniors. This was the first non-start for Garrison Brooks since the final game of his freshman season in 2017-2018. That's tough, right? This was the 10th start for Andrew Playtech. He had... Started nine consecutive times last January through February, and it felt like there was a different energy on the floor. I don't know if the guys aren't talking well when they're out there. I don't know what it is, but it was a different energy, which I was cool with, right? Dayron Sharp, Curl Walton had their first start, so we see some freshmen getting some time, which I said in the beginning when the season started, the way Dayron is playing, Garrison better figure it out, and he better figure it out quick. He's going to find himself on that pine, and it's going to be an ugly sight. So, hopefully, the guys can figure it out soon and just, you know, get things done and get it done quickly. Now, another positive note, Caleb Love made multiple threes for the first time since the Stanford game, so good there. Kerwin Walton made three three three-pointers for the second time in three games, telling you that boy in that fro, he can shoot something fierce. And Leaky Black tied his season high with 10 points. It was the sixth time in his career he scored in double figures. But as the series has it, we finish up talking about Jell- 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 I was trying to say yellow and Jello. Jell- mm, Wow. Yep. See? Y'all trying to play me in 2020? It's, that's why this year needs to go ahead and go. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets now have two wins in a row. UNC still leads 69-27. But man, oh man. It would have been nice just to end on a good note in 2020 on a better note than what we're going into. But, hey, here we are. Now we face Miami on January 5th, so we can just shake it off. 2020, new year, new energy, all that good stuff. And that's what I hope for Carolina and the guys. So that's just what it is. You lost, pick your heads up, and hopefully we'll get better in the new year. Now let's talk Orange Bowl. Okay, next here on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you guys download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can get it from Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Leave a review. Leave five stars. Let me know how I've done for the year so far. I've been doing this since August. It's been fun. I went through my first football season, wrapping it up here on Saturday. I'm excited for you guys to, you know, enjoy the ride that I have certainly done myself it's been nice talking to you, you know. I know that can't really talk back, but you can. If you hit me up on Twitter, at Candice D. Cooper, at LockedOnHeels, if you talk to me, I certainly talk back. Now, the Orange Bowl, Saturday. January 2nd, Texas A&M versus North Carolina Tar Heels, all right? The Aggies are coming into Miami. Carolina just came into Miami and shut it down. They are looking to finish off the season, right? And they're about to play a pissed-off Texas A&M Aggies who, while they might not, you know, Coach Jimbo Fisher was in here trying to play like they didn't mind being in the Orange Bowl. We all know they felt a little, j- you know, there was a little – a shade towards not being in the college football playoffs. Now, Texas A&M coming in 8-1 on the season, only lost to uh, Alabama, and it was a good little loss. (laughs) Texas A&M is the 14th best defense in the country, right? They aren't as great on offense, but Kellerman and company are trying to change that. They are trying to come in and shut things down early and often for the Aggies. Let's listen to Jimbo Fisher talk about his excitement for his team and preparing for a team like Carolina, how it all come to pass. That's from somebody who knows football as well as Mac does and one of the great coaches. But you know, that that's, that's this world we live in. I mean, you get in, you get out, and you got to move on. You go to the future and listen, we got an opportunity to play in the Orange Bowl. That's one of the, like I said, one of the great games of uh, of uh, bowl games in the history of this game and uh, having the tradition to be another part of that game and play a great opponent like North Carolina and have Mac as a, one of the great coaches in college football. I think it's a great matchup for us and it's a great opportunity for us to continue to grow and build our brand and build our program to where we want it to go. Now listen, you can't talk about Jimbo without mentioning Mac Brown. So I want you guys to listen to Mac's reaction to playing at Texas A&M and how excited he is for this matchup coming up Saturday. Uh, it's such an honor to be chosen. Um, you always want to have a good matchup when you're you're in a bowl game, and, and we got one of the best in the country. It's uh, um, feasible that A uh, and M could have been chosen in the top four today uh, because they they've sure earned that right. And, and we're in a long hard discussion last night and this morning, I'm sure. Uh, but our guys are very excited uh, to be where we were two years ago to now uh, getting to play and. Uh, um, a January two bowl in Miami uh, in the Orange Bowl is is really exciting for us. A&M's been in this neighborhood before. This is new for us, uh, so we're we're not familiar with this. But we're learning each each week something new. We played Notre Dame uh, down to the end and didn't do well offensively the second half. And then we learned enough from that that we we're able to beat Miami number ten. Uh, so this will be another great challenge for us to finish our season. So you've heard from the coaches, everyone's, you know, saying all the nice, politically correct things to say. But uh, what's frustrating for me, right, is the fact that, you know, we don't, how many times we had to say, you know, we ain't been here before, so we don't know how to act. I don't want that to be an excuse if we lose on Saturday. I don't want it to be that, you know, we're still getting used to how to win win. And I know that's, you know, legit, but like, damn, come on, play football, right? I don't want us to talk about the opt-outs any freaking more. I know that's all the broadcast is going to be on Saturday, but let's focus on the guys that are here. Please, God, right? Let's just focus on who we have in front of us, and let's talk about that, right? I think at the end of the day, we're coming up against a formidable opponent. We're coming up against somebody who can at least – this is the big eye test, right? It was cool against the Notre Dames of the world, who I think are going to get smacked on Friday. I hope they do. This is, It was cool, you know, to go up against uh, Miami and slaughter them, right? But now you're going up against an SEC where a lot of people are saying, oh, the ACC is soft, the defense isn't that great, teams aren't, you know, as solid as people say. Hey, well, now you're going up against an SEC where we saw the Florida-Oklahoma game. You know, the SEC don't mean that much, okay? Like, let's talk about it. Everyone can be beaten on any given day. So hopefully they figure it out, they get it done, and we can just let the tar- let the nation know that the Tar Heels mean business when it comes to the football side of things. Because we know we're struggling on the basketball side, and that's what we're known for. But, hey, we're a football school now, right? Right. Cool. Just joking. Don't take it to heart. I'm just saying. All right? Cool. There's that. Hope to see you guys on Saturday tomorrow. I know it's New Year. De- new Year's Day. The new year, I'm still dropping five keys because I want you guys to get prepped for Saturday. Maybe I'll drop it on Saturday, right? Maybe I'll do that. I'll drop you an early morning gift as January 2nd. And it's also a countdown to my birthday, January 10th, which is on a Sunday. I'm so glad because I would never record an episode on my birthday. So I'm so glad I don't get to do that. But I am glad that I get to see y'all and talk to y'all come 2021. So thank you so much again for listening. It has been a pleasure to get to know some of you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you about Carolina Athletics. It's really just been fun for me to get back in the radio podcasting space and just give my takes without, you know, all the extra hoopla and what have you. It's just been fun to just talk Carolina, talk shop. And I love having this opportunity every single day to talk to you guys. Again, make sure you download, subscribe. We're going to keep this thing rolling in 2021. If you haven't, listen to me on Mondays with Locked On College Football. I talk to everybody, all the conferences around the country. So that's also fun for me. But make sure you guys tune in every single day for Locked On Tar Heels. Make sure you guys stay safe. Please wear your mask. Stay at home. You know, do all the good things. As always, we like to end it for 2020. Go heels.